Welcome to Faith and Family. I'm Andy Bates. We have some great stories to share with you today. Folks doing some some wonderful things to serve others. First up, we're going to learn about an organization in Orlando that serves uh, a group of of women and uh, and well the children that they're expecting. We're going to find out more about that in just a little bit. And we'll also learn about memory care as well from our friends from Lutheran Family and Children's Services of Missouri. I want to say thanks to our underwriter, Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting Worldwide KFUO, specifically underwriting Faith and Family. Find out more about them on our website, kfuo.org. Look for the CUW logo in the sponsor section. Joining me by phone this morning, Cheryl DeWitt, Executive Director for Redeeming Life Outreach Ministries. Cheryl, welcome to Faith and Family. Well, thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure to have you as my guest today. Looking forward to learning about Redeeming Life Outreach. And uh, also joining us by phone this morning, the Reverend John Albers. He's Director of Resource Development for National Housing Support, also known as Lutheran Housing Support. Pastor Albers, welcome. Good morning. Glad to have you with us as a, as a guest today and talking about this partnership of Lutheran Housing Support working with Redeeming Life. Cheryl, tell, tell us a little bit about uh, the, the early days, where the idea for Redeeming Life Outreach began. Absolutely. Redeeming Life began about 25 years ago with my husband and I just um, trying to find solutions for women who feel like they have no options other than to abort their baby. And um, we do need to um, talk to women about that, but we also need to provide some underlying services. And that, that became evident to my husband and I many, many years ago. And we dreamed of opening a home one day where women who had no other options um, but abortion, or that's what they felt, that we could offer them a positive choice and a positive option for life for their baby. So um, that dream became a reality about three years ago when we finally opened Redeeming Life Maternity Home in Central Florida where we, um, we do minister to women who are homeless or in um, domestic violence situations where they need to flee um, or a, a number of situations that they find theirself, themselves in and are concerned um, enough to consider um, not completing the pregnancy. So we try to come up underneath them with services to um, everything from housing to counseling to um, food and um, all their other needs, just emotional support. And so that, that's, that's kind of how we got started and, and what we do. And so now this, is, this, is, this idea, this dream has become a reality to be able to provide this support, this, this yeah. care, this mercy to those in need. And mm. tell me about that, that process of getting things started from really from the ground up. Well, when our, um, you know, we experienced a crisis pregnancy in our own family uh, with um, one of our children. And we, when that happened um, seven years ago now, um, that was our kickstart. That was our, 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 the the final thing that said, you know, the Lord is really placing this on our heart because um, our loved one had the resources needed. She had the family, the faith, and the education that she needed in order to succeed um, with as a single parent because the situation was not a positive situation that, that she was in. So um, with that, we, we moved forward and, um, and began work on the home. And uh, with hundreds of volunteers that came in to help us um, and the support of, of just so many people who, who caught the vision of Redeeming Life, 
um, helped us open this this beautifully remodeled home. And it's such a privilege, really, to get to know these young ladies. And most of them are under 25, not all of them, but a good deal of them are under 25. And to really love them as Christ loves us, you know, that's our command. And it's a pretty simple command to love each other um, as we would love ourselves and as Christ has loved us. So that's really what we try to model there. And for sometimes these women don't understand that kind of love. Every love they've had has been contingent upon behavior or what can the other person give to them and so it's kind of a unique um um concept for them to be loved unconditionally by us and it takes some time but um i don't know if it's okay i'd like to share a story about one of our girls who was actually Mm -hmm. living homeless please do okay she was um she's 20 about 23 and she was um completely homeless had been abandoned by her abusive boyfriend um, and they had always had a, a pact that they would, uh, if they got pregnant, that, you know, she would agree to abort the baby. Hmm. Well, once that actually happened, she couldn't bring herself to do that uh, for uh, n- numerous reasons. So he, she was sleeping on the stairs of an overpass in, in Central Florida and, came, and found her way to us through our local crisis pregnancy centers. I would like to plug all of your local centers. Those are the first on, boots-on-the-ground folks who who get these women tested and and are the first step to saving lives. Through that um, local center, she was referred to us and came to us um, and since has um, gotten a wonderful job. She's actually moved into the management area of her retail store she's working for. She has um, just completely straightened out her her situation and refocused her life. She has... um, confirmed her faith in the church, which is not a requirement, of course, in our center, but um, we do instruct so that they understand who we are as Christians and why we do what we do. Um, And she's had her baby baptized, and she's really well on her way. Um, One of the biggest successes for her was to actually save her own money to buy her very first car. And uh, what a glorious day that was, that and, and of course, the Mm. baptism of her son. So just to see these lives transformed from complete desperation and not knowing where she was going to eat that next day to, you know, real hope for the future, not only hope for this world, but hope for eternity. So it's a blessing to do what we do, and it's it's an incredible um, honor to get to serve these women in this way. Now, you mentioned that there were a lot of volunteers that stepped up to help get things started to to, to really mm-hmm. make this a reality. Why did they get involved? What was it that, uh, uh, you know, was it because you were twisting their arm, or uh, what was it that, mm-hmm. that motivated them to, to get involved? And, and for those who've stayed involved, why have they stayed involved? Yeah, no, we try to enlist cooperation um, through just you know sharing our mission and i think what i think what people really responded to was that it was an action um our guiding verses first john um were we love in action and in truth and i think that's what people really responded to was they could get in there and actually see and feel and make a difference in the lives of these women and to have a positive message uh and a positive answer to women who are facing abortion um i think 
if I think that's really the bottom line of what they responded to is like, yes, we do need to educate and uh, and we should educate about um, all of our all of our sanctity of life issues. Um, and then they were very happy to see that we were doing something about it through this home and through trying to actually help these women on a long term basis. Um, not just put a Band-Aid on their problem and get them through the pregnancy, but to really love them and really care about them for the long term. And and that's where um, I think the big responses come. In addition to the volunteers that helped make this reality, who else did it take to partner with for this to become a reality? So many, so many people helped us along the way. Um, Most of all, you know, I've got to, I got to talk about the Lord and his provision and, um, you know, I was not an executive director going into this. I was an insurance professional my entire career. But God had placed this mission on my heart. And um, although I was scared to move forward with it, because there's a lot of unknowns, you know, trying to make sure you do everything well and, and uh, with the best practice in mind. But he placed professionals in front of me every time I was concerned about an issue he provided a person a lot of times sometimes that was through lutheran housing support with nicole ridley and 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 pastor albers and um all of uh, the synod people that helped me uh, our dear friend maggie carner who was a real champion for the maternity home and truly without her we may not have been able to press on with courage so um lutheran um just so many people lcef um helped us financially with um a, a loan and um, it's just so numerous to, to express our local churches. You know, um, Lutheran Church of the Redeemer is our founding church, but we're surrounded by St. Luke's and Holy Cross and, and just um, Ascension, so many others that have come on to help us and, um, and continue to help us financially to support the ministry and sustain it. Well, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about that, that partnership with Lutheran housing support. Pastor Albers, oh, yeah. when, when did you first learn about what Redeeming Life Outreach Ministries was doing? What was their plan and how Lutheran housing support could, could be a part of that? Well, I think Cheryl and, and her team contacted us primarily with actually where their vision is for kind of a next step in their ministry. I mean, what's a young lady to do once they've delivered this wonderful new gift from God, a child, and now that they're a part of a maternity home ministry where they've received all of these wonderful, uh, this wonderful care from so many loving people, um, a maternity home uh, that's designed to help care for them as they bring this new life into the world, now what? And I, and I know Cheryl and I have already talked about that they're they're invited to be a part of this for as long as they need, but but I think uh, Cheryl and her team contacted us with a desire for what's next. And while they're still working on the plan along with us, part of their desire has been to um, add to the ministry there at Redeeming Life Outreach Ministries some notion of a transitional housing for the women because um, just bringing um, a, a a child safely into the world and starting to put uh, their lives back together again is only part of the the mix. And so our work with Cheryl and her team there is to start looking at the, the next step uh, along the way. John, how does this work? How does the work of Redeeming Life Outreach fit in line with the work of Lutheran Housing Support? 
our mission is always to help a congregation or a social ministry uh, or a district, whatever that entity is, to take whatever project they have in mind, whatever community improvement or housing project, and help them overcome whatever hurdle they are facing. So whether that is helping them identify financing options or capital needs or even strategic plans. In this case, one of the things we're working with them now is is how to identify appropriate next steps on identifying appropriate property and inspections and budgets. And what do you do when you have a vision for transitional housing? What's, what's the next step along the way? And so um, this fits simply because um, a ministry has come to us with an idea and how are we going to help them take that idea and put it into into practice i like to say we may be the national housing support corporation but our work is always realized always made real very locally so our work is very much conditioned on the local needs and the local priorities. And so we always ask congregations to dream uh, about what it is that is needed there in their neighborhood, in in their community, with their ministry. And that's exactly what uh, Redeeming Life Outreach uh, Ministries is trying to do. If I could say something. Sure, yeah. Yeah. when I talked about the Lord providing the expertise that we needed to to move on, uh, Lutheran Housing Support is one of those resources that, um, as as Pastor was saying, we're ready to move to transitional housing, which is critical to the well-being of our women on the next step. They need to move out um, into a different setting about eight weeks after the baby comes, eight to 12 depends but um it's just because they're everything shifts after that so our our dream is to open transitional housing uh soon with uh, apartment style living uh where the women can stay can live more independently than they do in the maternity home but still be in the arms of the ministry where they're supported and loved and case managed and things like that um so what uh pastor albers and uh lutheran housing support are doing for us right now um, is is that critical expertise that we need through you know strategic planning? Like I said, these aren't things that we've done before, but they have, so they can help us with uh, finding appropriate funding, um, getting the the um, the groundwork laid, like uh, Pastor said, and to just feel like we have a partner and we're not out there on our own. That we have the support of uh, of this really important part of our synod, and. Um, and so for me, it's not only the the um, bullet points that they can provide, but it's also that emotional support that they provide for for us and to help guide us and encourage us to to be bold and to be courageous as we move forward. And and what does that moving forward look like? What are you hoping to do? What are the the needs that are you're hoping to meet through redeeming life? Well, we've actually identified a property, uh, which was one of the next steps that they helped us identify was, you know, you know, we've got to get a couple of properties in our sites. And um, that next step is really at least a two-year program for women to, to live, like I said, in apartment-style living. Um, the, the quadplex that we have in mind is right next door to our maternity home. So, you know, God has laid this plan out in just such a beautiful way, if you were to see the the property. Um, we hope to revitalize this entire section of our neighborhood. We live in, we are in a little bit of a uh, economically suppressed 
portion of our of our town and we think that we can really infuse some new life there um, so our, our vision overall is to put the moms and their babies upstairs in the two upper level uh, apartments and then our long-term vision and one of the things that Lutheran Housing Support is very excited about too is that we want to offer affordable senior housing on the lower levels so um, that's a big need in our community as well so we we are a sanctity of life mission where we you know we want to do what we can at, at from you know um conception to the grave and we feel like affordable senior housing will be a beautiful match to what we do providing support for the women and also um clean decent living for our our, our seniors who are on a very fixed and low income sometimes so that's our that's a, a little bigger view of the vision where we're going the most immediate need right now is for our moms who are who are um have babies sometimes they will um leave the program too early if they get an opportunity because they're worried about where are they going to live next next where are they going next they know they can't stay at the maternity home forever so um this next step will really help them have security this is a great example andy of of where we really try and maximize the the expertise that is at hand. Cheryl and her team bring a great expertise on the, the the ministry side, the program side, if you will, that really knowing well what it is that the women require by way of care and ministry and, and recognizing that it's, it's uh, needed to place them into a what would you call it, a very genuine community where it's not just uh, all all women all the time and their young children, but mixing together with seniors and a, a genuine sense of community into a neighborhood, of, as, as Cheryl described. And yet, Nicole, as she reminded um, Cheryl and Ed and the team there at, at Redeeming Life, that be careful about how you move forward because there is certain ways of financing a project that does make mm -hmm. sense and other ways of financing a project that is not helpful in moving forward in the long in the long term so sometimes you can move forward in a way that makes sense in the short term but in the long term uh, can get you into a position where it's not as easy to attract uh, certain types of funding. So uh, I think it's a great example of how uh, the local group on the ground there that knows well the situation locally brings one set of expertise and Lutheran Housing Support brings another set of expertise and it really is a perfect a perfect mix that can help support uh, support a ministry. And, and it's the kind of model that we hope to replicate uh, over the country. And it may not be a maternity home in another place in the country, but it's certainly a social ministry that knows well the needs or a congregation that knows well the neighborhood in which they are placed. Uh, and then we bring a different kind of expertise that helps to expand God's kingdom uh, there where they are placed. How, are, how can this be... A, John, how can this be a model for others who want to reach out and serve their community, meet those needs that are going unmet in their community, all done in, in, in through this, this mercy of Christ, all done in Christ's name? Absolutely. The first step is to do exactly what Cheryl uh, said, and she may not have said it exactly this way, but, but I think what she said is get outside the four walls of the church and get to know what the needs are there in the community. And it may have started with somewhat of a, the, the thing that got her finally to, to, to get moving on it was a family uh, crisis pregnancy or troubled pregnancy, but she's been thinking about it for decades 
and the thing that really pushed them forward and motivated them forward was seven years ago. But you saw the timeline there. It didn't start just seven years ago. It started decades ago. And, and the first step is getting outside the walls of the church and recognizing and looking carefully at the needs that are there uh, in the community and in the neighborhoods in which God has already placed us. Um, there's needs everywhere in the community. And as we like to say, in neighborhoods that are overcome by, by violence and poverty and blight. And there's also needs in communities that are in uh, much more, uh, if you will, well-heeled communities and in suburbs and in rural communities. But it requires God's people to get outside uh, of our churches and sanctuaries and, and take a close look uh, where God has already placed us and, and see past uh, where we might usually look for needs and 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 talk with the people that are our neighbors and, and those that we uh, might otherwise otherwise look past and and ask them what is a need that's here in the community where God has placed us. It might be a maternity home, but it might be something completely different uh, where God has placed you. Cheryl, why does it take uh, the the volunteers and the partnerships like Lutheran Housing Support for something? Like redeeming life to be uh, to be consistent, to be uh, successful, to carry out what it is that you've set out to do. Well, I think it's 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 vital because um, we we need our volunteers and our our supporters to be with us for a long term relationship, not just um, you know we're not we're not just there for a day or a year or. Um, or 10 years. We want to be a sustained ministry that, that reaches out in the long term in our communities um, for our, our moms, our babies. And without the sustained support of our district, which I should say the Florida Georgia district has been amazingly supportive to us, the, the, um, the, the Senate headquarters in St. Louis, is, they're so kind and, and helpful. And um, it's important because we're all God's people, and we all are called to action. That's, that's really, I think, my underlying um, um, theme here for anyone who would be considering any kind of ministry is that we are called to act. We can't sit in our pews and, and, and hear the beautiful Word of God. And This is, this is part of our vocation. Mm-hmm. Oh. Cheryl, are you still there? I am there, but oh. I'm hearing a commercial. I'm Uh-oh. sorry. Oh, sorry. We lost connection with you there for a moment. Um, okay. I have a commercial in my ear, but um, really I wanted to just say that it's um, we're, we're called to be active people, actively mm-hmm. um, helping our, our neighbors, and, and we can do that better with the expertise at, the, um, at Lutheran Housing Support uh, and LCEF and all kinds of ministries that are there for people to tap into and to use. Well, with just a, just about a minute or so uh, left, John, what would you say to those who are thinking about, um, uh, actually about a minute for each of you here, what would you say to those who are thinking about reaching out and serving their neighbors in a similar way? We'll start with John. I can't hear. Um, I've got a commercial in, the, in my ear, so okay. I can't hear what you're saying to me. All right. John, can you hear me okay? Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, and the first, the first thing is, 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 
make make some calls and and make contact with those that in, in three ways, I, I guess is what I would say is first talk with seek out other congregations and other ministries that are near you that are active and and working in in the neighborhood. It may not be in a way that you you might have interest, uh, but that's okay because you can learn lessons from people who are acting and and working in other ministries and and that may give you an inspiration. And, and then the second point is, as Cheryl's already pointed out, LCEF, Lutheran Housing Support, other uh, Lutheran social service agencies, things like that. You'd be amazed at the kind of expertise that's already there that can help support you in your work. And we certainly are here uh, to help support you in your in your work and efforts. And we're we're here to help you in your local efforts. There's there is is support and encouragement ready and and waiting for for you. Uh, all, all you need to do is, is pick up the phone, send an email, and actually we're in the midst of developing our new, and I'd encourage you to go to our website and take a, take a look at the resources we have available in our new, what we're calling our Community Impact Program uh, that's designed to help you start thinking about ways that you can make a greater impact in your community in ways that are very similar uh, to what uh, Lutheran Church of the Redeemer uh, has done through their Redeeming Life uh, outreach uh, ministries. Cheryl, with just about 30 seconds yes. left, can you share with us uh, what, how we can find out more about Redeeming Life? Absolutely. We do have um, a, a fully interactive website. It's www.rlom.org. You can uh, go on the website there. You can learn about our ministry. You can send us an email, make a donation, anything. Uh, everything is there, and also... Uh, also through email at info at rlom.org. Very good. Well, thank you both. to share with you. Thank you both for being my guest today. The Reverend John Albers, uh, Director of uh, Director of Resource Development for National Housing Support, Lutheran Housing Support. John, thanks so much for being my guest today. Thank you, sir. And Cheryl DeWitt, Executive Director, Redeeming Life Outreach Ministries. Thanks so much, Cheryl, for being my guest today. Thank you so much. 